getting your weekend started right. The Jet Set Breakfast. So there's a conversation that is going with regards to tackling plastic pollution. We're not just talking about plastic that we can see, but tiny, tiny micro dots of plastic that are in the air, that are in the soil. And the question is, how do we move to a reduction of virgin plastic production? On the line with us, we've got Lauren de Kock, who is the project manager of Circular Plastics Economy. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Michelle. So if we look at what has been going on, the Worldwide uh, Wildlife Fund, uh, the Worldwide Fund for Nature, the WWF, has called on African governments to support an establishment to negotiate a legally binding global treaty, specifically on marine plastic pollution, but more broadly as well. Explain to us what this actually means. Um, Very important that um, African governments reached a consensus at the African Ministerial Conference of the Environment late last year that they will be working towards establish a a negotiating mandate um, to start uh, looking at a legally binding agreement on plastic pollution at the United Nations. Very promising there. Um, South Africa is part um, of this this contingent um, that that is um, committed to, to work towards this uh, global legally binding agreement. And it's very important because, you know, even with these national um, interventions, these uh, policies that are put into place, um, the reality on the ground, we really need to go a step further and um, have a global agreement uh, because plastics is also a transboundary problem. It's not just a problem in, in one country. Yeah. Plastic flows into the ocean. Uh, it's a problem for us all. So we talk about the WWF Circular Plastics Economy Program, which is, of course, uh, the project that you manage. What does that even mean when we talk about a circular economy uh, plastics program or circular? Uh, very good. Yeah, very good question. Um, I mean, in your introduction, you spoke about, um, you know, the problem that we face with plastics in the environment, the fact that we just consume and produce too much plastic. Um, and the thing is, it, the, the flow of plastics through the economy is linear which means that it's a take-make-waste uh, uh, flow that we've seen. Um, and that leads to so much uh, wastage. You know, we're just extracting resources out the ground, namely oil and coal, to make all this virgin plastic very cheap. Everyone uses it. The market is flooded. And then what do we do with it afterwards? Nothing. We, we throw most of it away. And a lot of it goes to landfill. And a lot, unfortunately, a, a large, large volumes. Uh, going to rivers and then eventually leading to the ocean. Um, yeah, so what we're saying is that a circular economy, so if we can get the material, the plastic, to flow in a circle in the economy, you know, we can solve a lot of problems with waste and pollution. So we can design plastic right at the start not to become waste or pollution so that mm. it circulates in the economy. You know, then you don't lose all that value. And, um, you know, there's so many other benefits besides environmental benefits. Um, that's our that's our theory of change, if you call it. That we must try and transition this linear plastics economy to a circular economy. So let's um, let's uh, try and understand that a little further, because I think that's a really interesting point. Is if you talk about how it is a linear economy, so take we take the oil and the coal out of the earth, we make we then make plastic, and then when we're finished using it, we waste it, and and that would be linear. So we, there's a circular would be a closed circle where we make something which can be reused and reused and reused. But in order to do that, we have to completely rethink 
the very nature of what we take and make. Where are we going with this? Well, small steps. Um, <laughs> I think the concept is quite new. I mean, a lot of countries at a policy level um, are setting up circular economy action plans because they actually realize, and I mean, South Africa included, they realize the benefits, not again from the environmental perspective, but also from a socioeconomic perspective. Um, the fact that that value isn't lost to the economy, the fact that you can create jobs and business opportunities by diverting it back into the economy, um, creating uh, reuse solutions, um, boosting recycling rates, um, looking at design, um, just offering alternatives to the current status quo that we've seen. Um, and from a policy perspective, a lot of businesses as well in South Africa are, are starting to adopt this model. There are many barriers, um, but I, I think a lot of businesses realize that um, we cannot get rid of plastic together. I mean, it's, it's a very important material in our modern society. It, it's used in so many applications. We, we seem to think that it's only packaging, but if you look around you, it's your electronics, your, your, um, your furniture, your, your house is partly plastic. You know? So, I mean, to get away from plastic is, is difficult, but I mean, just the way we manage it, needs to be uh, rethought and um, implemented. So, Lauren, uh, if we look at that moving forward, it, as you mentioned, it could, there's plastic in so many different spaces. I mean, disposable nappies, clothing, packaging, tires. If we're going to do this differently, are we seeing scientists saying, OK, fine, I want to reimagine, recreate, rethink uh, every single step of that uh, equation? Definitely, because plastic is everywhere and in yeah. so many applications, we have to start looking at the design stage. So up until now, and since plastic started coming on the market in the 1950s, um, you know, there was this focus on waste management. And rightly so, because that's where the problem sort of started. And, um, you know, a lot of the emphasis was placed on consumer education. And it needs to continue. It actually needs to scale up. Um, but most importantly, what, what has been found is that 80% of the environmental impacts of products can be addressed at the design stage. Yeah. So we're really trying to uh, push this, this um, idea through and, and that we need to redesign these products and systems that are currently the status quo in order to see the change that we need. In closing, Lauren, we know that... Uh in January last year, there was a South African Plastics Pact, which really does, does look at something really interesting between the public and the private sector. Talk to us about that. Yes. Um, the, it was launched last, no, it was actually 2020. January 2020, the South African Plastics Pact was launched. Oh, 2020. Yes, it was initiated by uh, WWF, the South African Plastic Recyclers Organization, yeah. and uh, uh, RAP, a non-profit in, in the UK who have actually set up quite a few um, international plastic packs. Very important is that um, the Green Cape um, is the Secretariat uh, for the Plastics Pact in South Africa and since launch um, there's been, been tremendous progress. Um, quite a, a lot of companies, you know, private businesses have signed up, um, government is a supporting member, um, a lot of academic institutions so it's all of these um, organizations and entities coming together to try and find solutions to this very complex systemic problem. You know, a lot of organizations realize that 
they cannot solve this plastic crisis on their own. Um, and the, the unique thing about the South African Plastics Pact is that it's got time-bound um, targets that members commit to because we really need accountability in the system to, to see progress and to, and to realize this change. Um, and, you know, a lot of progress has been made. Action groups have been set up. There's been a baseline report that's been published. Um, so it's very promising that, you know, business are, businesses are really taking uh, the lead in, in trying to address the plastic pollution problem in South Africa and also joining up with other um, organizations um, globally to try and find solutions. 20 past 7, we are with SFM 104 to 107. That's Lauren DeCock, project manager. She focuses on plastics and the circular economy, so circular plastics economy, and she is the head of that particular program at the WWF. So moving away from that linear idea of take, make, and waste, but rather if you're going to create something, how can it be reused and reused and reshaped and reimagined? Dr. Phil sending us a wonderful image saying, Hi, Michelle, I bought this lovely bag in support of the cause Save Our Oceans. This bag is made from recycled plastic. It looks amazing, actually. Great images on it as well. We can make clothes, blanket, linen, roofing, etc. with the same concept. I agree, and I think it's something that is critical. Someone else saying, oh, recycle all glass. Hi, Michelle, a circular economy is great in theory, but synthetic materials are highly flammable. We need to go back to natural, sustainable materials, cotton, hemp, wool, wood, bamboo, etc. I think uh, that's a fair comment in terms of how we do it. But uh, who knows what will be designed and created and invented as we move forward. 7.21. So uh, time for our SABC education feature. And at this time, we uh, get uh, SABC education. They focus on what kids are thinking. And one of the questions that uh, was asked of the kids is what are some of the fruits that you know are produced and grown in South Africa? And which one is your favorite? This program is brought